2: Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen to Wager, Wager, Wager Vision! Wager. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wager Vision on this fabulous, another hump day. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going on with the show. Uh, but first of all, um, just want to say, uh, kicking off a new show, and we're about to do something kind of more interesting. The listeners have starting to get a little bit higher, so thank you everybody who is listening. Um, yeah, but first, we're going to recap the week that was, stuff that was interesting in the NFL or college football or anything like that, and then we'll bring you all into the new way we're going to kind of lay out the show. I think it's a lot more interesting. I think it'll Pay more attention to how our bets instead of us just talking about games. It can kind of have you guys keep track how we're doing, kind of keep track how, you know, and you could fade us and anything. And that way you actually see a system of what's going on. Uh, but started off, NFL, finally a winning week again for me. Uh, I went three and two uh, in my NFL picks. College football was not very good. Unbelievable upsets everywhere. Uh, but before I even talk about that, let me bring on my uh, co-host uh cameron cameron covers what's happening bud
1: hey what's going on guys it's good to be back excited for another week and yeah as boomer mentioned uh we're changing the show up a little bit and this is really for our listeners we're trying to grow the show a little bit and reach more people with what we got going on here sports betting sports betting just got decriminalized on the federal level a lot of people are coming in we are here to arm them with knowledge to beat their bookie. And hopefully we'll do that and have some fun doing it. And with me, oh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at Cameron Covers. And with me is Paul. He was our new guest last week, and he's going to be joining us going forward. Paul, how you doing?
0: Not bad. What's going on? Um, I'm finally over that Nathan Peterman debacle, I think, and uh, ready to make some money and put that behind me because I was in a bad, bad mood for the last couple of days, but... Now that I'm back with you guys, ready to hit it and uh, get some locks in.
2: Honest question. How can you even be upset? You know how bad the guy sucks. You're just lucky he still covered the game uh, overall. He almost blew the whole cover in in like a matter of a minute. Like, so you can't that's be that true. upset about the guy. He, he, he was who everybody thought he was. He just throws picks, and that's what he did. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, uh, he covered
1: the spread. He got the money. You
0: and had nine and a half. Almost threw back. You're right. He almost threw back to back, and I had a moment where I think my heart skipped a beat that I was gonna lose that lock. Uh, <laughs> but uh, finally, the Bills are doing the right thing, starting the 35 year old Derek Anderson, so I can rest
1: easy. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean he can't be worse. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> the future yeah. is bright in Buffalo. That that much is is for sure. <laughs>
2: Cam, how did your picks uh, do last week in the pick five?
1: I went two and three. Another mediocre week. I won with Pittsburgh. That was my best bet. They came through for me. Lost with Chicago on the road. They lost in overtime to Miami. Seattle got the job done against your Raiders. Tried to warn you about these Raiders, Boomer. Carolina was a loser and New England lost by the hook. Lane three and a half. It's just so tough in the NFL. And with this contest, you're not able to Uh, you know, time your bet throughout the week and try and get the better number. But, hey, it is what it is, and uh, just going to do better this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, you told me about the Raiders, but, you know, I'm a fan of the Raiders, so I'm going to be on them. You guys also thought the Giants were going to be good, and that was a huge (laughs) – no, no, I thought the Giants were the right, yeah, guard,
1: but with no, with the caveat, yeah. it was a lean, not a like. I was very clear about that. They were not in my pick pool. <laughs> I had no money yeah, on them. I had him. Billy in my pick. I did okay. like it, okay. and
0: I I believe I locked yeah. it in. Um, I it it was That's horrible. I overreacted I to Billy. things I saw the week prior. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the the Giants, t- you know, the Giants are unbettable for me now. Um, I
1: think what we need to do is each week we pick one loss uh, for each person on the show and we just blast them for how stupid of a pick it was and talk about how wrong they were because there's always like that one pick. Maybe you're taking the 10-point dog. Maybe it's the Giants this week and it just turns out to be so stupid in hindsight. Yeah, seems like we're already doing that, but I don't know. Maybe we can make it a feature of the show.
2: Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense to me. Uh, I I went three and two. I won with Philly minus two and a half versus your guys' the Giants. I won with the Chargers minus one and a half at the Browns. <laughs> I I lost with Indy versus the Jets, and I lost Carolina versus Washington. Uh, I, even though I told you, I kind of liked Washington because they played so bad. So I shouldn't have probably went opposite of what I said on the show, but I did. And then I took Baltimore with my third win minus two and a half over Tennessee. Uh, two of my three, or actually all three of my wins were blowouts. They were never in doubt. Uh, Chargers killed the Browns, Philly killed the Giants, and Baltimore killed Tennessee. So all those were smooth sailing.
0: Nice. All right. So very good. good very it. good. Locked up by like the second, uh, by the third quarter. So
1: you can... Yeah, the, 20, um, the twenty-one, the twenty-one zero with the the Ravens was an absolute no sweat. So congratulations.
2: Yeah. Uh, before we get into the new show, real quick, I uh, just wanted to hear, get, get some of you guys' thoughts. If you guys bet anything on the Patriots game, what you kind of thought of the Patriots game? Uh, just because it was it was a pretty sweet game, and uh, I think both teams on offense showed out. I don't I don't know if you guys bet it because it was on Sunday Sunday night. I don't know. We didn't talk, but how did that all go out for you guys?
1: So I, I, had new England minus three and a half, uh, in my pocket. It's sad to see that they lost by the hook, but that game was wildly entertaining. I also liked the over it was at 59 and a half, And I've never even seen a total that high in the NFL. So I stayed away, but I, I gave out on the show that I, I leaned towards the over, definitely the right side, the over. And my biggest takeaway with that is, you know, the new NFL in 2018, obviously scoring is up, um, uh, I think last year the average score per game was about 45. Now it's 48. Pretty big difference. And I don't know if you all are familiar with Mike Lombardi. He was a longtime executive in the NFL. And he does a whole bunch of podcast spots around the NFL scene. And he was talking about how when he was with the Patriots, Bill Belichick would tell him in certain games, their defense would actually let the other team score. Right? They were trying to time it. If they came across a team like a Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, who they knew was going to score on almost every single drive, why not let them score and give yourself enough time to go back down the other uh, end of the – go into the end zone and score with Tom Brady? And I, I think we're going to see more and more of that. 40 to 43, absolute fireworks. And this game was wildly entertaining.
0: Yeah, it was. I didn't bet it myself. Um, I really wish I had bet the over. That would have been some easy money. Um, extremely fun game to watch. Uh, really like the way Patrick Mahomes is balling these days. Um, and you br- you bring up a good point. I'm familiar with Mike Lombardi. He uh, I think he knew Belichick even when he was with the uh the Giants or the Browns. And yep. uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you score with three minutes left. I mean, if it's me, of course you got to score against Belichick when you get the chance. But um. It makes sense. I mean, three minutes for Tom Brady when all you need is a field goal. More often than not, he's getting that done, and uh, that's what we saw. So Patriots looks like themselves, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But you almost got to give them the favorite in the AFC after, you know, they just beat the one undefeated team from that conference.
1: Do we believe in the Chargers in the AFC? Are they for real do. or, or what's do. going on? I do. I definitely believe in the Chargers. <laughs> so so what are they? Third behind uh, Patriots and Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, or where, where would you where put them?
0: You, where you? Uh, I would say I would put them there. Yeah. Um, some might have the Steelers uh, up towards that upper echelon now that they got the road win in Cincinnati, but I think the Chargers, what they do on offense. Uh, is right up there, maybe a tier below the Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, but they've got a solid pass rush. I love how they use Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen uh, as playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. They're able to isolate them against uh, middle linebackers, and that's just a nightmare for a defensive coordinator. So I, I'm i a big fan of the Chargers game, to be honest.
2: Yeah, for, uh, for me, I... You know, usually they start off slow. The only two games they lost is against the Chiefs and the Chargers, who were both at one point in time the only undefeated teams in the NFL. Uh, I think they're pretty good. I, do, I mean, people at the beginning of the year were really in love with them, but I don't think anybody saw the Chiefs coming the way they did. Uh, so that kind of put a, a, a slowing down effect on the Chargers cause it's just because the Chiefs have looked so good. Um, but back to the uh, Sunday night football game uh, on the We the Fans podcast, that I've kind of talked to you guys about that I'm doing with uh, somebody I used to do 30-minute timeout with, if you ever listen to our real podcast here on First Force Extra. Uh, I, I can't believe I actually almost had it perfectly nailed down, I said on there. Uh, the over is the play, and you have to think that Tom Brady will be able to stall tactic better than the Chiefs and end up having a, at the end of the game, going down the field to win. Exactly what happened. Tom Brady knows how to stall out. They weren't even in a hurry down at the field at the end of the game. They knew they could move the ball at will. And all they and they just wanted to run the clock instead of scoring and giving the Chiefs another opportunity. And, of course, that's what they did and, went down the, and won the game with a field goal. Um, but other than that, we're going to start. I'm going to explain today's new show version for everybody. So what we're going to be doing is every one of us is going to have a $500 pick which is pretty much our lock of the week. Then we're going to have a $400 pick, a $300 pick, a $200 pick, and a $100 pick. Um, Some people, if you go on bookie sites, you see people have five-rated star bets, three-star, two-star. This is pretty much the same thing, but we're going to use money. Um, And that way we can kind of keep track of it. You, the fans, can kind of see where people are standing. So if you are listening, you know who or what your bets or person you want to follow or fade. Or whatever you want to do. It's going to make the show more interesting. We're going to de- probably debate each other's picks. Because I'm doubting we all have the same picks. Because we're going to throw in uh, parlays if you want to. Uh, prop bets if you want to. NBA, baseball, you know, anything you want to do. College football, NFL. That's what we're going to do now. Try and make it a real all betting show. So then when the NFL is over, we're not just completely dead in the dark. We're switching things up. But... For you, Cam, I'll let you start with your $500 pick, then Paul, you go second, and then I'll get mine last, and we'll all just debate as we go. How about that?
1: Sure, right. let's do it. Sounds good. But before I begin, just a quick tease ahead, I've got <laughs> five picks. We, we've all got a $1,500 bankroll uh, on each week, and my picks will be three in the NFL, one in the NBA, and one in celebrity boxing. That's right. Celebrity boxing. I'll get to that at the end, and it might even be my favorite pick. But here we start with our $500. We start with our $500 pick first, as Boomer said. Staying in the NFL. My specialty, Vikings at the New York Jets. The Vikings are minus three on the road, and the total is 46. I'm looking at the total here. I love the over. I love the over 46 in this game, and that's why I'm putting 500 on it. And here's why. I think this is all about the narrative that Minnesota's defense is elite, and it's just not. I love Mike Zimmer. I think he's probably the second-best coach in football, but they're giving up yards and bunches, the Vikings are. In fact, they're giving up six yards per play, which is 26th in the NFL. So tons of playmakers on defense, love the roster, and everybody is, is convinced that they've got a great defense. It's just not so far through six games. They allowed Josh Allen to put up 27 points on him. That's not good. The Rams put up 38. They put up points on everybody, but Jared Goff threw for five touchdowns. And so I think that's great for the over. The other thing that's good for the over, explosive offenses. Kirk Cousins has been absolutely worth the $84 million they paid him. He's completing 71% of his throws. He almost has 2,000 yards passing already, and he has 12 touchdowns. His favorite target has been Adam Thielen so far. Fantasy guys love him. He's putting up 100-yard games every single week. I love the over in this game. Final point, turnovers. Most people think turnovers are bad for the over because it stalls out drives, scoring goes down. In my experience, it's actually the opposite. I think oftentimes when you have these interceptions and fumbles, you get shorter fields and more scoring on these explosive plays. Well, we know Sam Darnold likes to turn the ball over. He's thrown into double double and triple coverage sometimes. He's got seven interceptions on the season. I think that helps with scoring as well here. So you add it all up, I think we're going to have a lot of short fields. I think the Vikings offense is humming right now, and I think there's clear line value on this total because of Minnesota's reputation. I'm going over 46 $500. Lock it in.
2: Well, I, uh, I'm going to have to debate <laughs> episode, I go, Please. Go, I welcome you,
1: debate. I welcome it.
2: Yes. uh care, so you, it apart. Yeah. So for me, uh, I, I, the reason I can't be like, wow, I like what he's saying is the jets just had two of the best weeks. They're probably going to have all, all season. Um, they're due to have a, a low week. Minnesota's D I agree. Isn't as good as everybody thinks, but I think that a lot of that is because of all the rule changes that really no defense is really that good this year. It's just too hard to adjust so quick to the way things are going. People don't know if they should tackle QBs or not. Uh, people don't know, um, and, you know, petty holding calls, like what happened to Richard Sherman on Monday night football. Um, they're, they're, I think they're just leading way too much offense right now in the NFL. And I get right now it's putting the numbers up. I just don't think it's a good thing in the long run. Uh, but the Jets also have a semi-decent defense and – I think for some reason, the, the weather, I'm not sure what it's going to be like there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's not gonna be cold uh, because it's warming up here where I'm from. I don't know about out uh, East, if it's going to warm back up this week. Uh, but if it is cold, I get there both from cold, uh, weather places, but you know, first game of the year, if it is cold is usually just a period of trying to get used to it. Um. And I think they both do have good enough defenses. And I agree Kirk Cousins has been really good, but he's had some bad games as well. Uh, I think it's one of those games he ends up having a bad game, but um, I think they win. But I just – the over-under for me, it, it, like you said, its average is 48 right now in the NFL, but 46 for me for some reason in a Minnesota Jets game just does not feel safe at all.
1: All right, let me do a quick rebuttal on Boomer's points, and then <laughs> we'll go to Paul and see, and see if he can poke holes. Um uh, all right. So on the weather, uh, just looked it up. 50 and sunny in Minneapolis oh, this yes. weekend on Sunday. So not an issue there. And it's at New York. one of the, I'm sorry, it's in New York. I'll check on that in a moment. But one of the <laughs> uh, strongest points that I like is this is a clear pros versus Joe's game. What do I mean by that? Well, most of the cash is on the over, on the under. Okay, these are the professional betters, the guys that make a living doing it. I want to follow that money anytime I can. Most of the tickets, 80% of the tickets are in the over. And we know that recreational bettors love to bet the over. They love betting, uh, rooting for high-scoring games. And so that's another point. Paul, why don't you go ahead and poke as many holes in this pick as you can?
2: And it's going to be 51 there as well. It's going to be 51 there as
0: well. Okay. So you're saying the public is on the over, which you're also on, correct?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I had that mixed up. 80% is on the over. 80% of the cash. Okay. Sh-
0: okay. Sharp money. Just sharp double money. Check. All right. Um, well, you know, the Jets, are, I think, are going to run a pretty run-heavy uh, offense, as you know, assuming they can stay in the game with that. I think Isaiah Crowell has had two uh, big games uh, recently, and I think if the Jets want to control the clock, that'll kind of help uh, the under hit. But I hear you. I mean, Kirk Cousins has been worth every penny. He's looked explosive um, wheeling and dealing to Adam Thielen, and uh, you know, the Jets are very hard to read right now. Suddenly they've won two games in a row, um, and uh, I'm sure that stadium will be buzzing, so if we do get a bit of a shootout, I can I can see how that's an enticing pick, but um, you know, you're kind of betting on Sam Darnold to put up at least 17 to 20 points. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. It kind of depends what Sam Darnold you get, I guess. I mean, you mentioned he's a little uh, turnover prone, but if he links up with the long ball with Robbie Anderson a good bit, uh, I think you could be on the right side of that.
1: I mean, if you look at some of their home games, they're putting up 34, 42. Uh, I, I, just, I don't see them having a, much of an issue scoring points here, but... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly see how it shakes out. So, this is true. I guess we'll move on to Boomer, and you can go ahead and give your $500 pick.
2: No, it's Paul first.
1: Oh, Paul's going okay. first? All right, well, I guess we're saving the best for last then, huh?
2: <laughs> it's easier this way.
0: So my $500 pick is, I touched on one a little bit, and I'm really loving them right now, is the Los Angeles Chargers minus Sticks Versus the Titans in London. Now, I did see it go up to 6.5, but I would still take it at 6.5. Um, it's a 9.30 London game, so we get a full, full slate on Sunday, 12 hours of football, 14 actually. Cannot wait for that. Um, the favored team has won in London the last nine meetings, it looks like, and that might, I don't think that's just against the spread, but they won outright nine times. And as I mentioned, the Chargers' offense is really potent right now. Um, I love all their weapons that they've got. I know they lost Hunter Henry in preseason, um, and he showed good flashes with Phillip Rivers uh, last year. So it's a shame that he's no longer in the lineup. But even so, um, I like what they've got in the backfield. Austin Eckler's kind of a cool X factor. He's a big pass catcher out of the backfield, along with Melvin Gordon, uh, who can run a little between the tackles. Um, And the Titans have just looked kind of woeful on offense lately. They put up 12 points against the Bills uh, two weeks ago. Last week, we know they got shut out against the Ravens. I think their offense is kind of vanilla. Um, I believe uh, their Rashard Matthews no longer there. Um, He was probably their best receiver. Delaney Walker injured. Derrick Henry without a touchdown I just don't see the Titans really making this a game and uh I would say the Chargers keep rolling, keep blowing teams out a little bit. Uh I would put I'm putting my five hundred dollar bet on the Chargers, minus six.
1: You know, I I I am having a hard time telling you that I agree after what you just put me through, but I, I actually like the Chargers here <laughs> in this spot as well. You know, I, I had a hard time getting a feel for them the first couple of weeks, but I think they're kind of settling in as one of the better teams in the AFC. And mm-hmm. looking at net yards per play, which is my favorite stat in football, they're second in the NFL. They're behind only the Rams, which everybody loves. So they have no time, uh, no issue moving the ball, as you said. And they're also moving the, they're putting up points in bunches on offense. They, they're the only team in football with three touchdowns, at least three touchdowns in every single game so they've been pretty consistent scoring as well. I have to agree with the Chargers. I'm I'm doing my best to disagree with you on this pick, but I I just can't. What do you think, Boomer?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm right on the middle too. I mean, it's a lot longer travel for the Chargers coming all the way from the West Coast. Tennessee's already over there on the East Coast. Um so I mean, the travel time is whatever. Uh for me, I, I just it is already starting to creep up. I'm giving you what you got at at the six. It's already at seven now. Um, I just think that Tennessee's been so bad two weeks in a row and they had such a hot start. Uh, it makes me kind of worried about the line, but I just think the Chargers are su- such a better team and they're clicking on all cylinders. I kind of said that last week, and this is usually the time of the year when they start making a little bit of a run to get back to the playoff picture, but now they're already in it um so i think this just builds their resume uh so for me i don't know i i probably couldn't ever make it my 500 hundred dollar bet just because i'm kind of iffy on it uh but but if i had to pick a side i would have to agree with you and go with the chargers um they have all kinds of wide receiver weapons not just keenan allen um you know they got tyrell williams they got mike williams um they got melvin gordon they got Eckler every once in a while. They still got Philip Rivers. Their defense is pretty good. So for me, I I think it's a smart pick. I just wouldn't put it in my five hundred. But I would have to agree with you on your side.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, no, uh, I agree that they kind of have survived their normal early season slow start. I mean, last year I think they started zero and four, still finished nine and seven. This year, I think they went you know finally three and one or two and two. So. Um, now that they've kind of gotten through that, you know, they've been able to put that, uh, gotten that monkey off their back. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like them this week, especially for the weapons that you named. Um, why don't you go ahead and give us your $500 bet?
2: Yeah. So for me, um, I kind of actually went back and forth for this, uh but I'm going to end up sticking with this just because I think they're the, they are the better team. But it just came off a big win. But this usually doesn't matter that much for the New England Patriots. They're going to Chicago, um, who who just laid an egg against the Dolphins. Who probably is going to have a bounce back week. That's why I'm okay with the line being. I got it. At th- I wrote it down at three earlier when I when I looked at it. It's up to three and a half now. But I like the Pats at three, um, just because I don't think they will blow them out. Even though I think they are a far better team just because I think that pass rush will get some pressure on Brady and that defense. So maybe he'll get a turnover or two to stay in the game. Uh, but in, in all, be all, I think the pass get it with the minus three and uh, keep that thing rolling.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to have to pass on the side in this game. If I had to bet, I'd probably take the under. 49 is what I'm seeing on the markets now. And reason why is because the Patriots have, have not looked all that great offensively on the road this year. Uh, They put up just 20 points in Jacksonville and just 10 points in Detroit earlier. And so I I think the Patriots on the road coming off that huge win, as you said, and the Bears at home with all of a sudden one of the better defenses in football with Khalil Mack, who people are, are starting to compare to LT, which I'm not sure about that comparison, but he's damn good, that's for sure. I would have to lean towards the under on the side. I'm, I'm a complete pass. I have no idea which, which side to take in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm a pass as well. I would lean the pass. Um, maybe that's – I just think they're finally really hitting their stride. They survived their two-and-two two start. Um, the one thing about the Bears is Khalil Mack, you know, he's creating all sorts of strip sacks. And Brady has turned the ball over this year when he's received pressure. Um, So that's one thing. Maybe if the line went up to all the way to minus six for the Pats, then I would lean – then I would maybe take the Bears just because they're a home dog and I do like their defense. Um, But at only three points, I'm not sure if I can take Chicago. Um, So, yeah, I would agree, Boomer. Pats minus three.
2: Yeah, so for for you out there, Cam, the Cam Brons of the world, (laughs) explain New England on the road – uh, that was also before they finally got Sonny Michel in the offense, it's, and they're more of a run-heavy offense now, which opens up the passing game, and they have Julian Edelman back now. Uh, I think Sony Michelle's really opened up a, a part of the New England offense that they've been missing, and, and while they slowly work Josh Gordon back into the offense, really getting him uh, adapted to being the deep threat, which is, I think, opening it up for Gronk as well, and that's why you're seeing him score so much, um, I know Gordon hasn't done a lot yet, but he's still always that threat that you have to be worried about. And so, you knowing if you double Gronk, he's going to be open. And if you don't double him, you know, then if you double him, then Gronk's open. So right now, I, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of single coverage, and you're seeing Gronk starting to have a, a better season. And then Edelman in the slot is just working like it always has. Um, so for me, Sony Michelle's really helped out this offense, and I think he keeps it going. Uh, I think he's going to be a hard person to stop.
1: Well, look on on the Sony Michelle point. I totally agree. I think he's definitely uh, helping move the ball on offense. But he ran the ball 24 times last week, and that's that's a commitment to the running game that I haven't seen Bill Belichick make in a while. If anything, that makes me even more confident with the under because running the ball, you know what that means: winding the clock down, shortening the game, less points. So that makes me even more comfortable. I love Sony Michelle in there running, pounding the rock.
2: Well, you know what? Then you put your money where your mouth is and get it in here on one of these lines, son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, man. Look, man. One, hey, one of the best uh, advantages we have as betters is, is choosing not to bet on a game. I've got my five picks that I'm confident in, and the nice thing true. about the show is num- numbers never lie. We'll see you, Boomer.
2: That is true. All right, we're moving on to the four hundred. Go ahead, Cam. Hit us with your number. Your four hundred dollar play.
1: Man, I'm out of breath already. Y'all are coming at me with these picks. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going with another game here in the NFL that I'm so sure that Boomer is going to disagree with. That's okay with me. <laughs> Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is minus three at home. I love the Buccaneers in this spot. And a couple reasons why. I think there's so much value on the to- home team here. We've seen money pour in on Cleveland week in and week out. People are watching the hard knocks right? All the casual fans, they love the Browns, and so I think we're getting line value for that reason. Look at Cleveland's season so far. They were blown out by the Chargers last week. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the Raiders in overtime. That's not a good loss. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, they beat New Orleans in New Orleans, and they fended off the Super Bowl champion Eagles. Those are huge wins, and then they had a good chance to win last week against Atlanta, so I think there's a clear undervaluing of Tampa Bay here. And how about their stats? Cleveland is minus .6 net yards per play, 28th in the league. Tampa Bay plus .3. That's ninth in the league. So clear difference there in how the teams are moving the ball in comparison to how their defenses are uh, defending uh, other teams. Now, people are going to – I'm sure you're going to go with Fitzmagic here and tell me that that's the reason why they were winning the games earlier in the year. I'm not buying it. I think there's a reason why Fitzmagic was on seven different teams in his career. I think Jameis Winston came in last week and was able to command the offense. Tampa Bay has plenty of weapons, and so I don't see an issue there. I love Tampa Bay. Minus three here. Tell me why I'm wrong.
2: So, for me, I think you are completely and utterly wrong. You are right. I am going to disagree <sighs> with you here. I love Cleveland. can wait until uh, Sunday. I love Cleveland plus the three. I actually think Four in with,
1: line up with all the fanny packs, get in line, all That's the jerseys. All right. I, I
2: actually have not bet on Cleveland once this year, but I actually really like this line here. I haven't picked him in any pick fives, nothing. I haven't done anything with Cleveland this year, but right here I like him a lot. Uh, Winston went into Atlanta against a terrible defense, injury riddled defense and still turned over the ball. Uh, he's coming into Cleveland who just came off a bad defensive performance and they have a really good defense. They're due to bounce back here. Um, Baker has had a couple shaky games in a row. I think he lights a to fire under his team here. He has a decent game. They get that running game because Tampa Bay's run defense is awful. The running game is going to go off against Tampa Bay. They're going to get tons of yards. They're going to control the game. They're going to win outright in Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston wow. is going to have probably two interceptions.
1: Look, Baker Mayfield, he's quoted as saying that was the worst loss of his career. Okay, he's down in the dumps. Look, Cleveland has given up the second most hits to their quarterbacks in football. I know some of that was with Tyrod Taylor. Most of that is with Baker Mayfield. I think he's a rookie. He's still learning how to read a defense. We clearly saw that last week. He had some issues finding his second and third receivers, and so – I'm very confident in this pick, Paul. Any any thoughts on the game yeah. here?
0: Well, I think this is the perfect game for Baker Mayfield to get back on track because the Bucks just fired Mike Smith. Their defense is in disarray. Yes, Baker's turned the ball over quite a bit. He's been hit. He's been fu- he's fumbled a good good amount. Um, but I think I think they hit their stride and he finds Njoku. Um He moves around a good bit. The Bucks they haven't been able to stop anyone. Um, And, you know, I would take Cleveland in the points here. Um, The Bucs just aren't a scary team to me at all. And one interesting thing that I did bring up, and Boomer mentioning the running game of Cleveland made me think about it, was how they just haven't been giving the ball to Nick Chubb at all. He's gotten three carries in each of the last four games. And I think uh, he's the type of running back that can kind of grind, get between the tackles. And I guess they've had Duke Johnson allowed in there. So hopefully they give Mick Chubb the ball and maybe brings a little more balance to their running game. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw that quote from Hugh Jackson, but he basically said, we'd like to get him more involved. And he says this every week, but he's not getting involved.
1: Look, the point on a defensive coordinator, that even brings me more confidence. They fire Mike Smith because he clearly wasn't getting the job done. This new guy coming in, Mark Duffner, 22 years of experience in the NFL, saying that he wants to be more aggressive. He wants to run more zone blitzes. I love that against a rookie quarterback.
2: All right, Paul, okay. show us what you're made of.
0: All right. Uh, so I've, I went back and forth on whether I was going to make this my $300 or $400 one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make it my 400. It's an NHL under. We don't have to spend too much time on it. But (laughs) I like the under five and a half in the Coyotes at Jets game on Saturday at 4 p.m. Now, hear me out. You're on your couch. You're watching college football. I am by no means telling you to watch this hockey game. I think you just need to put it in. (laughs) Don't check the score. Don't do anything. Just put it in. The Coyotes got shut out. In three out of their first four games, they don't score any goals. They score zero goals. Their their first five games have all gone under. Um, They've scored no more than three goals in a game, and that includes a shootout. So, you know, this has been easy money for me. I bet their last three. It's been nice to kind of rebound after a shitty NFL week. Um, So Coyotes at the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets, um, for those of you that don't know, they went to the Western Conference Finals. They're off to a bit of a slow start after uh, having a very dynamic offense um, with Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor and those guys. So $400, Arizona Coyotes at Jets, minus uh, the under five and a
1: half. I got to tell you, I will probably not be watching the Arizona hockey team this weekend. But (laughs) so at five and a half, I got to guess uh, with these teams, you know, barely putting any goals, is there a whole bunch of VIG on the under?
0: Uh, not so much. Um I mean those lines really don't move much at all. Uh Vegas just kind of sets them. Um last year practically every game was five and a half. Um this year it's kind of gone up. You see some lines at six, some at six and a half, but every coyotes game has been five and a half. It will not go below that. Um and again, I wouldn't I wouldn't I'm not gonna be watching this game myself, but just saying two one game, maybe two zero. No goals. That's just how in the next couple of
1: weeks, right? In the next couple of weeks, once college basketball gets going, pro football, college football, college basketball, NHL, NBA, it is the absolute best time to be a sports fan. And it's even better to be a sports better because if you're disciplined and you're checking the lines every day, you can find absolute great value on some of these games that no one's paying attention to. As you said. Arizona hockey team, the the under in that game during you know football season and everything. Bookmakers just right. putting it out there. If he gets a big bet, he'll probably look into it and maybe shade it the other way. But other than that, a lot of these lines can be picked off. But you know, mm-hmm. Boomer, you've been throwing a lot of shade. Why don't you go ahead and, and give out your next pick?
2: Well, I mean, I wanted to comment on this pick real quick, then I'll give out mine. Uh, well, let's hear it. Me, uh, yeah, there's absolutely no way I'm going to watch hockey. I, I, can't, uh, I was telling you guys a little bit about that sports decathlon thing that we can talk about later, but you know, you have to pick hockey. We won in that and I don't know anything about hockey, but it was still even hard to watch. I watched a lot of the caps cause we had them win it all against Las Vegas. We had that championship. That's kind of why I won it all. And it was still kind of hard to watch. I, I would lose attention. I had to do other things while it was on. Um, there's no way I would turn wow. that on during college football weekend. Um, it's college football. too too great. I got two TVs going. I'm flipping between any good game there is, popping open the beers, having a good time. Uh, and the last thing I want to do is watch a shitty hockey game Wait, that we're talking but- about that doesn't sc- that doesn't score any points. But but that's uh, the- for me, if the trend isn't it hasn't hit yet, <laughs> I I I would bet against it just because. All good things come to an end. Something stupid will end up happening and it'll go over. But we got you down for the minus five and a half, and uh, I'll, I'll be checking it, checking on my uh, app to see if you won or not. Okay, cool.
0: I mean, all I'm going to say on it is I wouldn't. I'm not going to watch the game myself either. But it, I wouldn't. I don't typically like watching games that I take the yeah. under in regardless. So this is a just kind of thing. You place it. You don't check it for a few hours and then you let the money hit. It's, right. it's
1: more of like a, a buy and hold type of investment. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: so for me, my four hundred dollar pick uh, is a game we talked about at the beginning. Uh, Cameron had the over. I'm taking the Vikings minus three and a half um, at, at the Jets. It's down to three now. When I wrote it down, it was three and a half, so that's what I'm going with. Um, but yeah, I, I like Minnesota. There, there's no way the Jets keep it rolling. Minnesota really has to keep it rolling with, uh, even though I think Green Bay's awful, but they're on their heels, um, and you never know what what kind of string they'll run together with Rogers. I think Minnesota needs to win the division uh, to have any chance in the playoffs this year. Uh, otherwise, I think it's just a huge morale you know, let down because they, they were expecting to have such a great season after the end of last year. Uh, and Kirk Cousins has been playing good, so you can't even blame it on that or anything. I think that I think Minnesota ends up winning big because I think their defense does hold Donald down. They won't be able to run the game, is what. Running the Jets won't be able to run in this game, which is what opens up for Donald to have big games. Uh, so for me, that's also why I disagreed. Or you know, fought year under. I think it could be a low game. Minnesota minus three and a half. Mark it down. Four hundred bones.
0: I gotta agree with Boomer on that. I've, uh, I'm just, I'm just not the, uh, a Jets guy. I think they're kind of like the giants for me where they're just so hard to figure out. Um, I classify them as sort of unbettable. I know they've won their last two. Um, but I think the Vikings are just a strong team and cousins is going to start continue to figure it out. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree, Boomer. I think, I think they go in the metal. I think they go into the metal lands and uh, go ahead and cover that spread. Um, yeah, I think we we talked about the game a good bit and I kind of gave my thoughts, but um, I don't know. I think Darnold maybe gets some pressure. All it takes is a couple turnovers near the stretch, and uh, Vikings end up covering it.
1: You know, I think if the Vikings hadn't lost to the Bills in that in that what was it, 27 to three blowout, I would be much more suspicious of laying three with the Vikings here, but. I think because they lost that game, there's no way in hell they're going to let this be a, a look-ahead type spot against an inferior opponent. So I got no problems with the side pick, but you know where I stand on the total. So that's all I'll say <laughs> yes, about this game. Yes, we
2: do. Yes, we do. All right, Cameron, hit us with your 300.
1: All right, let's keep it going. Saints at the Ravens. I'm taking the home team. I'm taking the Ravens minus two and a half. Boomer, I told you before the season. Let me brag because you've been on my ass the whole show. I told you Joe (laughs) Flacco was going to have a good year. I told you the Ravens were going to be elite. They've been cashing tickets week in and week out. I think the number here is really important. Don't bet this game at three. Laying minus two and a half is so important because 10% of the games are going to land on that three. It's a huge key number. Most important number in sports betting. But like I said, I think Baltimore is elite. I think if you look at their stats compared to the, uh, compared to the Saints, they're just a much better team. or, or uh, They're a little bit better, and they're at home. And I'm looking at some of these weapons that Flacco has, has been able to hook up with, like John Brown. He's averaging 20 yards per catch. That's crazy. They're able to find uh, uh, you know three or four plays for John Brown each game, and they're huge plays in the game. Big first downs, touchdowns. I love that connection there. And they gashed the Steelers last week. John Brown had three catches for 116 yards in a touchdown, so absolutely critical. And the Ravens also have an elite defense. They have the most sacks in football with 26. They get pressure from their front seven consistently, which is obviously huge in the NFL. And then you look at New Orleans. haven't been as good on the road. That's kind of been the book on them in the Drew Brees era. And if you look at points that they score at home versus on the road, I'm not going to get into all the data, but... They're, they're just a different team away from uh, their home stadium. So I like the home team, Ravens minus two and a half.
2: Boy, one of us is either going to light it up this week or not in our betting because I'm completely against you. Faded. Faded. On once, again, once again, I, I like the Saints plus the two and a half. Uh, off a of bye week, preparing for a okay Ravens team. Flacco is still the same Flacco. He has games are okay. awful. He still has games where he's just absolutely awful, and, you know, he let somebody like Cleveland beat him. So, like, let's not get all gung-ho about just because he beat Pittsburgh. Um, So, you know, and they're they're putting in Lamar Jackson a lot. I still think they're fading out Flacco. I still think they're going to end up – Lamar's going to end up taking over the spot. Um oh God! I do. Why, why else would you keep? Put, I mean, I get what they're doing is they're just running it with him, and it's more. How like are they? All they're with.
1: doing is he gets one or two, you know, Wildcats play. Wildcat plays a the game. They're not even throwing yeah. it. They're not letting him make they're, reads or anything. Yeah,
2: they let him get accoladed. to, justi-
1: so to justify that pick.
2: Dude, well, dude, Flacco is not that good. Let's let's just take it easy. It's early in the year. Okay. Uh,
1: I'm not saying that Flacco is the best quarterback in the league, but you're talking – the one bad loss the Ravens have had all season was on a Thursday night against a division opponent, the Bengals. Every other game they have, you know, met or exceeded expectations. No, it was a terrible
2: loss against Cleveland. They scored nine points. They they lost in
1: overtime. They lost in overtime. That's a coin flip game. It goes either way. Cleveland, man.
2: Cleveland, the Ravens suck beat Cleveland.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, and then you're going to tell – and then you're going to – You're on the same token, you're going to tell me that the Saints winning by three against Cleveland is some fantastic, you know, tear down the goalpost victory. Is that what you're going to say?
2: No, they should have lost that game. I don't know how they didn't. That was a complete blunder by the Cleveland Browns with a totally different quarterback. But they should have never lost that game no matter what. Uh, I don't know how they blew that whole opportunity. Uh, but that was the Saints of the early. The Saints have turned it around. They got Mark Ingram back that makes their – offense so much better they're off a bye week they got to play plan all week of or, you know two weeks for these guys um I I just think they come in I think the Saints I thought at the beginning of the year maybe they were to be as good as everybody thought I think they might end up being for real uh I think they're getting that defense figured out even though it was terrible at the beginning of the year <laughs> based
1: on based on what how are they getting the what defense figured out
2: they're, they're doing it's better been bottom <laughs> five in
1: every it's been bottom five in every single category oh
2: hey, but bottom five, they're still holding on to win. That's all that matters. Compared to earlier in the year, they were just letting people like Tampa Bay run up and down, and they had no shot. Um, but that's that's why they're bottom five. First two games of the year, they were awful. They let just tons of yardage go up and down the field. Um, but I still love them against them. I think the Saints get it done. Uh, as they say, you're never as good as your last game or as bad as your last game, and last game – Uh, The Ravens look great, so they're due for a letdown again, just like they did against Cleveland, and they lose this game.
1: (laughs) I just don't understand. When a team wins, you say that they're due for a loss the next week if you don't like them. (laughs) and if, If it's a team like the Pats, they're due for another win. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
2: Because the Patriots have the best record ever in October. Like this is when they win and same with the chargers. That's only, if you talk to me in September about the chargers, I'd probably pick them to lose a lot of time, but the chargers usually start off Oh and four and then have to start winning a bunch, which is what they do in October, November to even start having a chance at the playoffs. And the Patriots have lost plenty of times in September, like the past couple of years against the chiefs. And this year they lost as well. Um, in October is when they start putting wins together. Baltimore, uh, and it's not just that they win. I mean, they win on a huge, you know, th- on a complete high. So, like, for me, the Dolphins winning the way they won, that's a complete high. Baltimore shutting a team out, that's, you know, if they just barely win, that's different. And so the Dolphins, I think, are going to have a horrible week, but I'm not even going to – I don't I don't even know if they even have a freaking game, actually. But, uh, yeah, they play Detroit. So well, look, I, I, look Detroit. I think you're
1: right. No, I think you're right. If, if you're an underdog and you win a game against a division opponent, you're on a high, there's a good chance yeah. that you're on a letdown spot the next week. The Ravens were favored against the Titans. They beat a team that – they're not rivals. They're in the same conference, but, you know, they only play every couple of years. I think that was just a take-care-of-business game, and I think they roll against the Saints. But right, uh, I, I'm going to let Paul give his piece on this.
0: Well, I got to say, I love, I love Cameron's pick. Um, Definitely I some agreement here.
1: Wrong...
0: <laughs> I had a big grin on my face when I heard that you were making it because it is a that is a tough game. But You didn't and... speak up, man.
1: He's coming at me with a knife here.
2: <laughs> oh no, I, I had to let you two go head to head for
1: a bit. I mean, <laughs> I definitely don't have a strong.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't have a super strong opinion strong opinions on the game on this itself. Show. Um, because I think All right, it's what, what did tough... I get right though? Well, I think it's a tough game to pick, but I I love that I think it's kind of a ballsy pick, which is why I like it. Um, but I think you got right that the the Saints, in my opinion, they don't travel great with Drew Brees. Of they don't. Late. That might that might be a yeah, exactly. Like it's not a cliche thing to say. I love Drew Brees. Um, but even I mean, my okay, the most recent road game that I can think of was when they went up to the Giants and they did win, but it was surprising to me like sort of how um, they kind of didn't pull away until the very end. Um, And that's okay. You know, it's the NFL. Every game's going to be uh, tightly contested. But what I like about the Ravens is I think Alex Collins is really starting to hit another gear. Um, I think they're going to run the ball really well, set up the pass game with Joe Flacco. He looks great when he steps up in the pocket and throws that play action uh, to John Brown that you were speaking about. And, I, to be honest, I was sort of surprised that they were favored by two and a half. Um, I kind of expected the Saints to have the minus money, but um, either way, I'm I would like I would favor the Ravens as well. I think them being at home, they've been very good at home. They might even be undefeated there. Um, so I think the Saints kind of making that trip up. Yes, it's after a bye, but we've seen a few teams um, start off slow at, coming out of a bye. So Uh, I would lean Baltimore. I like the pick uh, by Cameron.
2: All right. Give us your 300. All right.
0: right, My 300 is definitely a big game on the slate. It's the Sunday night game, Chiefs minus 5.5 versus Cincinnati. I think the Chiefs go back home, and they absolutely crush the Bengals. Andy Dalton, if you guys want a good laugh, go look at Andy Dalton's primetime stats. I believe he has not won a game uh, on Sunday night. Um, we all know how he is in the playoffs, but we'll go ahead and take those out. I think Andy Dalton kind of does a not, – maybe not a dud because it's the Chiefs' defense, but I think the Chiefs really pull away in this game. Um, they show the world again that, yes, we lost to the Patriots, but we're still the uh, one of the top two teams in the uh, AFC, and – I think we see a lot of what Patrick Mahomes did uh, in New England um, back home at Arrowhead. You know, the other interesting thing is the total's 58. The Chiefs' totals this year have been astronomically high. I think the lowest one I've seen recently was like 53 against Denver. That was the only one out of their six games that did not hit. Um, You know, I think a good pick here is the over as well um, just because – I don't know, type of thing where you just got to keep doing it until it misses. Um, you know, we all know about the weapons on both sides of the ball. A.J. Green is having himself a good year um, for the Bengals, Joe Mixon. Um, so they're going to be points, points, points. But I see the Chiefs maybe winning this game. I'll go ahead and say like 40 to 28 or something like that. I think the Chiefs pull away at the end. And uh, Patrick, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a, uh, another big game, multi-touchdown type game. Um and uh yeah, I like the Chiefs to cover.
2: Man, you must have got that bet in early, so all the way up to seven again. Um
0: Oh wow, I did. I, I, I'm a big fan of the Tuesday line bet.
2: Big okay. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, for me, I <laughs> The I impulse honestly buy. Don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The for me I, I honestly don't have an argument. For me this is just a stay away game. because um, you don't know what Cincinnati team's gonna show up. You don't know what Chiefs team's gonna show up after that. Um, loss in Foxborough. You would think they would keep rolling because it didn't seem like to be an emotional dagger in any way. Uh, and they're coming back home. But for me, I, I can't say yes, can't say no on this one. I, it's just a stay away game for me. Do you have I'm a looking
1: at
0: the any, screen uh, here. Over under. Uh,
2: I, I The whole a game the... is stay away. No. Okay. I just, gotcha. I don't know what's gonna happen after. We hadn't seen Casey come back after a loss yet. Andy Dalton in prime time is awful, but you just never know with something. uh, You don't know how a team's going to respond quite yet when they had not had a loss.
1: Sure. I'm looking at the screen here. It looks like all the money and all the tickets are pouring in on the Chiefs. So I was kind of surprised that we didn't see this line open at seven or even seven and a half because I know the books are getting killed with the Chiefs money every week. I feel like this would be a great candidate for a teaser. If you you took the Bengals in a six-point teaser and moved them up to Twelve or thirteen, I would I would love that pick because I think with the Chiefs defense being so bad, the back door is wide open in every single game, so that's the only way I would look to play this game.
0: Hmm,
2: that's a yeah. smart move. Um, we'll have to kind of speed up a little bit. We only so this did go better than we expected. We are going to make it through the whole show, uh, but so we only got about eight minutes. Well, we got extra time to talk, so we can talk as much as we want. It goes over quite a quite a bit of extra time after the show is technically over that you can listen live. It'll record longer. Um, but so for my $300 bet, I'm going to college football, old faithful, uh, top 25 matchup, Oregon versus Washington state, Oregon is plus three, just came off a huge win against Washington. And now they're going at Washington state. I feel like they just put Washington state in the top 25 because they didn't know who to put in there. Uh, even though they have a decent record, Uh, I just think Oregon is too, too good to lose this game. Um, I don't, I figured maybe Washington state would be the plus points, but maybe since they came off a big win, uh, they're thinking Oregon's due to have a huge letdown here in a spot, but it's not a far travel either. Washington from Oregon. Um, So for me, I'm going to have to, go with Oregon plus three because I think they have to win out to even have a shot at the college football national championship. I think the PAC 12 is the only shot is if they go undefeated and win. Uh, so I think Oregon plus three is a great value play. So that is my $300 bet.
1: I was just going to say, man. you know, we're we're picking five games a week in this uh, $5,000 contest. Ton of money on the line. Yet somehow yep. this this show – feels more important winning these <laughs> these picks on this show.
2: It's going to feel more important because you're going to get directly <laughs> roasted each week.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, Boomer, uh, you said you'll be keeping track of everyone's bankroll, and we'll see how, how many, uh, you know, how much Boomer's stuck after the first week, and we'll go from yep. there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Talking a lot of shit to come out a loser this week.
1: I am just defending myself, man. You're coming at me
2: full no, on. No, I'm so. talking about me. It's all I'm fun. It's all, all fun. fun. I'm talking a lot right. right. coming out of Lisa this week. So I know. know this. I know this. Any <laughs> takes on the game? Right. I know you guys don't follow college football at all. So if not, then someone can go to their. I've game got, no, go I've got nothing. I've got nothing on the well, game. Well, I was gonna. I oh, was gonna oh. ask.
0: I've uh, Washington State. Very tough place to play. Is that true? No,
2: Wazoo. No.
0: Okay. Not
1: really. Maybe just to travel for some East Coast teams.
2: Yeah, it's not a big stadium. They haven't been good until Mike Leach went up there, which is, what, three years now? So, I mean, their fan base isn't crazy. Um, I mean, they're starting to get better because they've been really good the past three years since Leach got there. Uh, but, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not a difficult place to go and play. It's not like going to SEC schools or Big Ten schools at all, um, you know, because okay. those are usually typically the most ranked schools. It's hardest to go to, ACC, Clemson. Uh, but, yeah, Washington State, is. It's, it's not a huge stadium, so you're not getting a crazy amount of noise. Um, obviously, it's a rival game because the, the, it's, uh, you know, Pac-12 North, but, and it'll be crazier than normal. But I don't think it's anything that's too hard to play in.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, and I like Oregon there. I mean, you know, their only loss being a um, really odd game against Stanford, I think. They should have uh, never lost. It made no,
2: it, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, so, you're right. I mean, they've got to win out to have any shot, and uh, I, kind of, I kind of favor them as well. Uh, if, I'm going to go ahead and do my $200 one just because I've also got a Pac-12 game. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I've got... Colorado plus 15-and-a-half at Washington. Um, Nice. Colorado, they just lost at USC. I think they bounce back and kind of get up for this game and just show um, the college football world that, you know, we weren't 5-and-0 for no reason. We are a competitive team. Um, I think they cover this spread. Washington um, just coming off the loss to Oregon. Um, they go back home I'm sure, i 'm sure I expect Washington to win, but this just seems like a big spread for me. Um, Colorado has some has some i mean not great wins, but um, I think they 're better than they have been in the past and uh, i kind of i 'm taking the points here. I think maybe they lose by just ten um, maybe seven uh, back, back door is not as wide open in college as it is in the NFL but I thought this was a big line, and uh, so i 'm going to go and hit. Go ahead and take the Buffaloes, plus 15 and a half.
2: Um, yeah, for me, it was actually one of the games I have written down that I was debating in college football. Uh, Washington came off a big loss against Oregon in overtime. Uh, it, Colorado got embarrassed at USC uh, for the first time all year. and I mean, just embarrassed. And USC is not a good team. Clay Helton is a horrible coach. Um, but, you know, USC took them to it. So I think both teams this week are trying to have a bounce back. Uh, So for me, the reason I couldn't take it is because of that, Washington could come out super pissed off because they're completely done or they could completely lay an egg um, because they have nothing to play for anymore besides the bowl, which they'll make to any bowl game. Uh, But Chris Peterson is a great coach, and I don't think he'll let his team do that. Uh, But So for me, it was a dicey line, and that's the only reason I had to stay with it. But if I was probably going to do it, I agree, 15.5 is a lot of points.
0: Okay, cool. That makes me feel a bit better.
1: Cameron, you want
2: to? uh, Yeah. (laughs) You die on us or what?
1: Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, Yeah, I've got nothing on this game other than I just I really like Colorado and I like taking anything over 14 points in NFL or college football. That I have no value to add to this game.
2: (laughs) No, we want you to give us your $200 pick.
1: I'm going to the NBA now.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: opening night was, uh, was yesterday, I believe. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty light on NBA betting until I start seeing some, some more games and, and seeing, you know, who's real and who's not. But this is a game I really like. I got the Lakers at the Portland Trailblazers. Blazers are minus three and a half at home. 222 is the total. I like the home team. I love the Trailblazers in the spot for a couple of reasons. First, you let's go with what? expectations. Sorry. Portland Trail Blazers minus three and a half. Three and a half.
2: Okay.
1: So, so the Blazers won 49 games last year, and that was good for third in the West, a very tough Western conference and the market only expects them to win about 42 this year. That's really not due to any uh, off season uh, losses or, or anything happened in free agency. I think it's mostly because LeBron James came to the Western conference and it's going to be a little more, uh, you know, difficult of a schedule. But this is still a very good team. They still have C.J. McCollum. They still have Damian Lillard. And they still have that awesome home court advantage uh, up at the Moda Center. Last year, the Blazers covered 58% of their games uh, against the spread at home. And if you look at the Cavaliers, and the reason why I'm comparing Cavaliers is because it's LeBron James' team, 44% against the spread. He was the team. They had a hard time getting motivated on the road away from home court. And so I think that trend is going to continue for the Lakers. And then LeBron James also has a history of slow starts. The Heat started just nine and eight when he formed the Heatles and the Cavs started just 19 of of 20 three years ago. So I think it's going to be a Lakers team. That's going to have a hard time getting motivated early on. They know that they're going to be there at the end of the season. Meanwhile, the Blazers have not, they have not won a championship. So, they have a little bit of a of different motivation, and so I love the home team here. Blazers minus three and a half.
0: Nice. I like your um, uh, point about, uh, about LeBron teams kind of getting off to a slow start. That always seems to be a trend where the media, um, you know, we're just really hammering them for their slow start and some of their early season drama. So I could see that. I think maybe they uh, got some chemistry to work out, and uh, this is a picking them, uh, you know, They're plus three and a half Going ahead and picking the Trailblazers uh, As the favorite in this one Seems like a good idea Just because they've got a lot of early season uh, Things to just sort of work out And uh, we'll see
1: Yeah, and they've got players like Rondo And Lonzo Ball and LeBron James These are players that need the basketball And I I think it's going to take time For them to develop chemistry on offense And there's going to be nights where It just looks out of sync. And then the other last point I like is in the NBA, I'm going to be reading a lot of newspapers. I love to hear what the coaches have to say because it it can give you an insight into what kind of motivation they're going to have. A lot of the times when you have back-to-backs or, you know, I know NBA is trying to get rid of three games in four nights and they've gotten rid of most of them. But when you get these tough scheduling spots, you got to listen to what the coaches are saying and what the star players are saying. Well, Magic Johnson was quoted. Someone asked him about a potential slow start for his Lakers. And he said, quote, don't worry about it if we get out to a bad start. There's no pressure on them to win early. <laughs> All they have to do is make the playoffs and they've got LeBron James and they're going to, they're going to be able to make their move when it really counts for that team. So first game of the season, 81 games behind. I love the home team.
2: Um... I don't follow the NBA that much. I don't bet it really during the regular season until later. If I do, it's usually only over-unders that I see value in because um, I don't watch it. I think it's a shit league. I think it, the whole thing is just terrible. But for me, the only reason I am actually would go against you is I, I agree that, that the Lakers will get off to a, probably a slow start for chemistry, uh, but there's so much hype on that first game, um, I, especially I think the Lakers – getting LeBron. I think they have a good, I think Brandon Ingram's going to be very good. I think Kuzma's going to be pretty good. I think this first game, they just win just because of the newness and everything. Um, and so I just think they kind of win it. Uh, Cause Portland, I don't think has to worry too much about the win either. They're a pretty solid team. They're a three seed, even though they got swept as a three seed in the playoffs last year. Um, but I just, I just kind of see this being a hype game for L.A. I know it's not at home, and then it'll probably be another one when they come home for their first home game. Uh, but I just kind of see them winning this and then probably winning their home game and then kind of going on a slump uh, for a little while until, you know, December, January when it starts to matter or whatever. Uh, so for me, I, I just wouldn't bet NBA no matter what, but I would just kind of like the Lakers in that spot, I guess.
1: All right, what's your 200?
2: 100 now. Oh, my 200, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I have it written down, so I forgot I haven't announced it. <laughs> so, my, my 200 is uh, Oklahoma versus TCU this weekend. Another college football. You guys know how I love my college football. It's at TCU. TCU has been, ever since the second half of the Ohio State game, at Dallas Stadium, where I was at, they had the lead on Ohio State. They looked like the better team. And ever since then, they have completely fallen apart. They have been awful. They just got beat by Texas Tech in an embarrassing, like, 17-14 game. Um, Oklahoma has is just electric on offense. And I don't know if TCU – their defense isn't good, but I just don't know if TCU has the offense to keep up with them. Um, and I think Oklahoma just, just gunslings it down the whole way and comes back with a huge win here um and covers the minus 8 for 200 Okay,
1: I got I like nothing that, on eh? that game but yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, Cam,
2: I know you don't you don't bet any college football. I don't know how you don't watch it, man. You're too busy reading all them newspapers from different cities.
1: I Hey, man, it works. <laughs> I only bet the I only bet the Alabama games when they're like laying 50. I'll, I'll look at the dog and, and you know, see if something entices me, but I just feel like there are so many blowouts in college football, and I never had a, a football team at my at my college, so i d- I didn't know who to root for. What the hell you, did you didn't ask my life story, <laughs> cool. but that's why v c u that all all they had was those stupid oh, shirts basketball. that said all they had were those stupid shirts that said my football team is undefeated or or something along those lines, and it's like, yeah, all right, I'm sure every school everywhere that has no football team has those dump shirts.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's <Right>? really stupid. <laughs> All right, who wants to give out their $100 pick?
1: Uh, okay. I kind of want to go Sorry. last. Paul, yeah, you go. Yeah,
2: okay. you go last. Um, I'll go second. We'll let Cam go last.
0: He's super pumped just about that. A, uh, this is a sucker bet, but I have to do it. <laughs> it's 100 uh, It's 100 bucks. It's the, it's the Redskins minus one and a half at home against the Cowboys. Yes. I mean, the Cowboys might just win this game because the NFL doesn't make any sense. But I have to take the Redskins here. The Cowboys have been so bad on the road. The Skins, I'm always on the wrong side of them. So, yeah, Cowboys fans, we should be says- happy about this. Well, I was until they beat Carolina and now I'm like, Well, maybe they're good. Um but this is good news for Cowboys fans because I'm on the skins. Um maybe, you know, maybe we see the Dak Pres Dak Prescott from a t from a few weeks ago. Um and uh, you know, Josh Norman might feast a little bit, Ryan Kerrigan get to him. Um I mean the Cowboys coming off a massive win. Maybe they keep it rolling. They fed Zeke well. Um, Dak looked like himself from his rookie year, but I'm taking the home team. Um, This is a must-watch game, in my opinion. The NFC East is wide open. I'm very excited for this game at 425 on Sunday. Um, So I like the Redskins minus one and a half.
1: Yeah, I think um, you're right. I think the Redskins are one of the more unpredictable teams, and it's because their division sucks. There's no elite team at the top that's you know, pushing the bad teams around. And I mean, even the Giants, it doesn't feel like they're all that far away from where the Redskins and Cowboys are at. This game is unbettable. I've been unable to figure out my Redskins this year. I had them, uh, you know, I had them against, uh, I had the Packers against them and it was wrong there. And then I kind of liked the Panthers last week, didn't bet it, but that ended up wrong. So I can't figure out the Redskins. Um, Best of luck. I mean, I hope you're right.
0: Thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, so last week, yep. I remember I said that I think the Redskins have a good shot of beating Carolina, even though I'm going to end up taking Carolina because they came off that embarrassing loss. That's always my theory, as I stated earlier, and then Cam gave me shit about it. But for me, uh, Cowboys, my theory on the Cowboys this year is <laughs> they only win at home. They're only good at home, and they're not at home. Right. So this is a game they lose. Um, I, I On the We The Fans podcast last week, Uh, We did kind of a pick six thing and Ron gave out six teams and he thought Cowboys get blown out. I said, nope, they're at home. They will win the game outright. And now they're not at home and they'll go back to being the bad Cowboys that get storyline after storyline and they lose this game. And I think you got the right pick here, honestly.
1: Boomer, I'm just going to start doing what you do. I'll, I'll just say, you know, I like the Redskins here, but my gut tells me the Cowboys. Win or lose, no, I can I claim like a side because I liked both week. throughout the show.
2: I like it. I liked right, the, like the rat food last week too, Bever, but I right. half a point. I'm
1: pinning you I'm down, down on, on that.
2: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't try and politic this. <laughs>
2: I'll I'll politic anything. <laughs> all right. All so right. Me, anything I'm, else on that I'm, game? All right. No, I got nothing.
0: Yeah, that's me, all I got.
2: I'm busting out the first parlay of the show. Uh, sticking with my college Love football, it. yep. Stick, sticking with my college football, and it's all overs. And the, so, I know it sounds crazy, but I got over seventy-four. Memphis versus Mizzou. Mizzou and Memphis needed one place defense. They both scored a ton, and it's just going to be an up and down the field kind of game. Uh, to seventy-four is probably not even going to be that much in this game. Um, you saw. Uh, Bama scored nine seconds on Missouri last week. It'll be the same kind of thing, they're both deep threat offenses. They'll score. I got the over 74. Then I have Maryland at Iowa. I kind of like Maryland in this. Iowa's five and one against the spread this year, and I, I'm i a Hawkeye fan. But I have bet against them and I have lost um twice now. Uh, I just they started off really slow, but for some reason now they're. Iowa, who never passes, is getting a passing game. Uh, The the last couple of games, they've thrown over 300 yards, and that never freaking happens in Iowa football. Like, I can't even remember the last time that's ever happened. And so uh, Maryland is a big play offense. Iowa just came off a big win at Indiana. And so 47-and-a-half, I feel like isn't going to be that much in this game, so I'm taking the over 47-and-a-half. And And then my last pick in the parlay is a five-time parlay, five times my money is Ohio State versus Purdue. Ohio State's defense hasn't been stopping. I mean, it still stops people because they win big, but it's been letting people score. Ohio State will score, too, because Purdue defense isn't very good. The over under that is 67. I got the over of that as well. And that is my parlay. Three teams, $100 to win 500. Let's go, baby.
0: I like it. I like the parlay. It's I nice. like the move. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, Cam. All right, does that leave just is crazy bet? Does yeah. that
1: leave me to round it out? All right, this is this is crazy. Okay, so celebrity boxing. Sometime in March, they haven't settled on a date, but uh, the deal has been made. We just don't know the details. Kevin Hart, comedian, poker professional Antonio Esfandiari, they have agreed to a boxing fight. Kevin Hart is minus 500, so nice and easy for boomers. To keep track of. I love Kevin Hart here. You guys, you probably don't know who Esfondiari like is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think there's right. so much value on the favorite here. Hart is laying 35 to 1 in his personal bet to Esfondiari because he knows he's going to kick his ass. He's in better shape. He's an athlete who works out all the time, he's faster, stronger. Esfondiari sits on a padded chair for a living. He's got zero chance. This is a virtual guarantee. I love it. Kevin Hart minus five hundred, boxing. That's Man, it. I mean,
2: what's the re- what's the are these guys around the same height? Is there weight discrepancy? Is there a length discre- wingspan? Like, what what's going on with this match? Why are they fighting each other?
1: Because they're buddies. They they've been doing a a, a lot of uh, you know they've been playing a lot of poker with each other with the the CPT tournaments and everything, and they sit at the same table and. I don't know. I guess they got to know each other and made a few side bets, and then settled on this. But like I said, Kevin Hart's getting uh, he, Kevin Hart's laying thirty-five to one, and here we only have to lay five to one to bet on him. He knows he's going to kick his ass. He's much shorter. I mean, Kevin Hart's a pretty short guy, so the reach is 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 much less. But he's going to be able to box circles around this guy. I mean, he's he's tall and skinny and out of shape. I love the pick. That's all I'll say about it.
2: Well, I'm glad we get to wait till March to hear when Cam's <laughs> pick pays off, everybody.
1: Well, look, that's why I didn't put it on the $500 pick, because you know,
2: <laughs> Cause you uh, won $100? It, it, we got
1: to. Th- this is an investment, okay? This is a long game.
2: All right, all right. All right.
1: So, not all of us just it. throw half our half our paycheck on 14-team parlays, Boomer.
2: I wish I could. <laughs> you know what that means? time to give out our pick five for Bet the Board Podcast. Sorry, Paul, that we're leaving you out on this, but you weren't here for the beginning of the show. You hopped into the middle. Otherwise, we'd be glad to have you joined, but right now it is the pick five. Go ahead, Cam.
1: All right. I'll just run through it really quick. Yeah. Denver, plus one and a half Thursday night at Arizona. Chargers, LA, minus six and a half. Uh, They're hosting Tennessee. And Miami, plus three and a half. They're at home against Detroit. Baltimore, minus two and a half, hosting New Orleans. And San Francisco, plus nine and a half. Love to get a ten, but I think there's tons of value here. San Francisco's playing better. These are my pick five.
2: Iowa boys be balling out there in San Francisco. George Kittle, C.J. Beathard. Drafted same time, both Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, for me, I got the Pats, minus three at Chicago. I got the Vikes minus three-and-a-half at the Jets. I got the Texans plus five-and-a-half versus the Jags. I think the Jags do end up winning because they need to do something, and they can't continue to be this bad. Uh, but I like the five-and-a-half. And then I have the Saints plus two-and-a-half at Baltimore. And Cleveland plus three-and-a-half versus Tampa Bay. That is my bet The boy pick-tie. Nice. Anything else you guys want to add before we uh, sign off here for the night?
0: I'm good. I think that's all I got. Yeah.
2: All right. So, uh, if you like what you hear, you can go find us on Twitter. I am at Live with Boomer. Cam is at Cameron Covers. Paul does not have one. Maybe we'll get him into making one. He acts like he's 50 years old. Everybody should be having a Twitter these days. If you're going to be doing some podcasting, Paul. MySpace. That's right. Better get up on <laughs> no, Yeah, that's right. I've been, so Go check I've out been his slacking. MySpace. He's got his music profile that's, up for that's you. That's homework. Um, uh, if you, anything else. <laughs> You can go to Pro Sports Extra to check out more. My weekly top 25 in college football, Cam and Paul, I believe, are doing some things every now and then, correct? Correct.
1: Uh, yep, uh, for PSE.
2: And then this weekend, I uh, am looking like I'm going to be going to Oxford uh, for Auburn Old Miss. Um, I guess one of my buddies who's a banker, uh, you C- see of a bank and he invited me last minute, uh, to some VIP stuff on Friday night a VIP tailgate on Saturday morning for the game. Uh, so we're going to be driving down to St. Louis and then halfway on Thursday, then, uh, Thursday night, and then all the way down Friday. And hopefully it's pretty crazy. Uh, if you want to check out some of the adventure, I'm going to probably put it up on Snapchat. If you want to follow that, it's boot chat, B O O C H A T. And, other than that, well, I'll probably have some videos put up on the We the Fans podcast that I will send to Ron, and he will edit and put out as well. Uh, but it should be a good time. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about it next week. I'm sure I'll be a drunken mess. So that's always fun. Other than that, if you guys got nothing else, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the future, and have a good night.
1: Have a good one. Have a good
0: one. See ya.